2: Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com and Gusto. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash business growth. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll to benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PCMag. As a listener, you'll get three months free when you run your first payroll. Sign up and give it a try at gusto.com accelerate. That's gusto.com accelerate. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast continues to uh, gain recognition as a great resource for small business owners, sales professionals, uh, business leaders in general. Uh, We are enjoying inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to, from Inc.com to MSNBC's Your Business to uh, People First, uh, Proven, there's just a whole host of uh, lists that we keep showing up on. And this is really because of the guests. Uh, these are incredible people with great expertise in specific areas of business, and they join me to have a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you so that you can take what you need and implement ideas, strategies, suggestions in your business uh, and be more successful, happier, get you know, better results, uh, have better work-life balance. Whatever it is you're looking for, you can probably find it here. Today is no different. My guest today is Willard Barth. Willard has been involved in the field of human behavior, personal and professional development for close to 30 years. The biggest lesson Willard learned from his time developing numerous businesses in various industries was that for a business to be successful, they had to follow a repetitive cycle, which he labels the anatomy of transformation. Along with his accomplishments in the field of personal development, Willard has used these skills to his benefit in many other areas of his life. He's the founder of three successful companies, including an entertainment company, a marketing company, as well as Willard Barth Enterprises. A successful singer-songwriter, his first album, Coming Home, enjoyed international success with the first single, Wind Dancer, reaching 24 on the pop charts overseas. He also performed regularly on Broadway with the legendary Les Paul. He co-founded and was the president of the Seventh Power, which is a New Jersey-based nonprofit organization promoting empowerment and charitable support to the community, and he currently sits on the boards of two other nonprofits, Latinos NYC and the Find Fab Foundation. Thanks so much for joining me today, Willard.
1: Oh, It's my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
2: I am thrilled to have you back, Uh, as many people remember. You have been with me before. We've had a wonderful conversation, which I know we're going to have another one. Yes. Uh, So, and I want to dive right into this. I am curious what led you to the development of the anatomy of transformation.
1: Oh, goodness. So so the development of the anatomy of transformation really came about because I had taken some time off of the speaking circuit uh because my mother was 82 years old at the time and uh you know was having some health problems and and i moved her in with me and just couldn't be on the road the way that i normally was and there came a point several years later where she had made the decision that she wanted to move into a nursing home because she needed more care and i i was talking to one of my mentors and said you know I want to go back out on the road, but I want to have new content that I'm speaking about. I don't want to go out and just regurgitate things that I had spoken about several years earlier. And what he said to me that led to the development of it was, he goes, Willard, there's a lot of people who have overcome losing a, a limb to cancer, who've overcome drug and alcohol addiction, who've overcome being incarcerated, who've overcome being a quarter of a million dollars in debt who overcome being uh, homeless. He goes, but I don't know anybody who's overcome them all and for the past 20 years at that point has been helping other people successfully overcome these things and grow businesses. What were the organizing principles, he called them, that allowed me to one, turn my own life around and two, help my clients get success? And that put me into a process of really digging in and thinking about it for nine months to go, okay, what, what was that step-by-step process? How did I make those transformations? And then I started interviewing people that I knew, uh, you know, entertainers, athletes, successful business people to, to see what their journey was. And I started realizing this, this pathway is something that everybody goes through No matter whether they're applying it to their sales force, whether they're applying it to transforming their business, their finances, their relationship, the framework was exactly the same. The strategies they used were different, but the framework was exactly the same.
2: That's fascinating.
1: Yeah.
0: Were
2: you expecting it to be the same or were you expecting that, or did you have no expectation? I mean, when, as you started interviewing these
1: people, I, I, had, I had no idea really going into it. You know, when, when, when his name was Jerry, Jerry McKim, when he first asked me that question, I had this cocky answer that was, well, the first thing I did was I took responsibility. And the second thing I did was I tapped into my personal strength and my stubbornness. And I did what I needed to do. And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, that is so BS. That's not true. <laughs> um, And that's why I said it took me nine months to really, you know, there's a process I do with business owners when we're helping them create process maps for their business. And it's so funny. I'll be talking to, you know, the CEO of a hundred million dollar a year company. And I'll say, okay, you are going to laugh at me when I ask you these questions, but this is how we're going to improve your business. And we'll pick out a specific process that they're working on. Let's say it's their manufacturing process or their sales process. And I'll say, okay, what happens first? And they'll tell me. I'll go, okay, is there anything that happens before that? And 10 out of 10 times, there are like three to seven steps that actually happen before the thing they just told me was the first thing they do. And then I'll say, okay, so you've got that. What happens next? And they'll tell me. And I will go, okay, this is the part where you're going to think you're ready to fire me and and you're going to laugh. Is there anything that happens before that? And always, we will find something in between because when people are phenomenal at something, there are things they do unconsciously, they do without even thinking about it. But if you want to identify the process and the pathway to success, you have to look for those little details, those little nuances. So this is what I did with with asking myself about the anatomy of transformation. Well, what happened before that? What happened before that? And I got to these key distinctions. I call them phases, not steps, because some of the phases, they're not something that you're aware of is going on. And then, you know, as far as the expectation of interviewing other people, it was more of a curiosity thing of going, well, let me let me talk to them about how they became successful, how they transformed. And then I would look at the story they told me and I'm like, you know what? They went through the exact same phases. So I didn't have the expectation, but you know, uh, when, when you've talked to enough people, you'll see certain patterns emerge in, in certain areas. And this was definitely a pattern.
2: Wow. That is so interesting. And, and can the anatomy of transformation, so can it be applied to both personal and professional transformations? It feels like it can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because the, (coughs) excuse me, the anatomy of transformation is a framework. So, uh I'll give you a quick example there are seven sure. phases that somebody goes through in transformation and i'll just name them off quickly we won't go into too much detail just a little bit the first phase that everybody starts with is the phase of ignorance and that's not a slight it's not to demean anybody it just means you don't know that you don't know you know i mean before you got involved in business there was a point in your life as a child possibly you didn't even know what a business was you were just ignorant of this being an option or an opportunity. Phase two is when we become aware. You know, we, we, we either are in enough pain that we go, I, this, this isn't right, there's got to be something else, or we have a conversation with somebody and they open us to the opportunity, the idea, the possibility, and we now have moved to a new phase, awareness. Now, awareness does not mean that we're going to go through the rest of the process to transformation, for many people, awareness becomes their, their story that keeps them locked where they are. They become aware that, that starting a business is a possibility, but they've got all these fears and these limiting beliefs that prevent them from taking action. So they'll say, you know, well, I'm too old. I don't have the money. I don't have the education. You know, that's for other people. Phase three is where my cocky answer came in, which was take responsibility. And I mean, number one, take responsibility. If you don't like what's going on in your life, take responsibility. Don't blame it on your parents. Don't blame it on the economy. Don't blame it on your boss. It's the decisions that you've made. It's the actions that you've taken that have gotten you to where you are. No matter how bad something is, it's how we responded to it. Now, that also goes the other side. If you're extremely successful and happy, take responsibility for it. Some people will go, well, I was lucky or, you know, I had, you know, great parents who supported me. Okay. But still, you're the one who made the decisions and took the actions. When you take responsibility for how you got to where you are, now you're empowered to take responsibility to go where you desire to go. So that's phase three, take responsibility. Phase four is called immersion that's when you really make the decision that there is no other outcome than achieving the outcome that you're going for. Phase five is where the work really begins. And that's what I call interdependence. Interdependence meaning that's where I start learning from other people around me. I start studying. I'm going to school. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm reading books. I'm getting mentors. I'm surrounding myself with peers and I'm picking their brains and finding what makes them successful so I can model their success and, and do the same thing. Phase six is what I call ownership. And that's where, you know, you've taken from all of your mentors and your peers. And now it becomes uniquely yours. And then phase seven is what I call influence. It doesn't mean you have to become a coach or a teacher or anything. It just means that By living as an example of what you've transformed, whether it's your business, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health, whether it's your relationships, by living that example that you went from where you were to where you are, now you automatically begin to influence others just by your presence.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay. so,
1: So the framework is the same. But the strategies you'll plug into each of those phases will be slightly different depending on whether you're a, a business owner, a salesperson, somebody working on their health, you will apply different strategies within it, but the framework is identical.
2: Okay. Okay. So the principles are universal. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Got it. Okay. Okay. So what would be an example, like a professional or an example of someone using the anatomy of transformation professionally?
1: Sure. So um, I'll I'll use one of the success stories of one of the clients that we worked with. Um, We started with them about five years ago. The company had been in business for over 20 years. Um, family business passed down to the son, and it was doing very well. There were 15 employees. They were doing 32 million a year in revenue. Um, they were the, the go-to company in their industry for the tri-state area in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. And the owner of the company had gotten to the point where he was living the life of his dreams. You know, he, he actually was living in Italy, With his family, he wanted his children to not learn about Europe through books, but to grow up there and experience it. And he would come back to the United States quarterly and sit down with his managers and, and, you know, they were running the business. And he was ignorant, phase one, of the fact that he was about ready to lose three or four of the core leadership that he had because although he was in the zone where everything was going right, they were stagnating because they weren't challenged. They weren't feeling stretched and living up to their potential and they felt like they weren't going anywhere. So when he came back for this annual planning meeting they had, he became immediately aware that the lifestyle that he was used to, the company that he had built was in danger of of really falling apart because he counted on these these core people to be running the operation so he could live in italy and do the things he did so he had to look at it and he had to take responsibility he had to go okay i have not paid attention to the needs of what my team has as a company i've i've got my thing going on but i haven't been checking in with them after he took responsibility he then had to make the decision well my life is going well. Do I want to change what I'm doing? Or, you know, what, how do I do with this? He made the decision that he was going to commit to keeping his team together and helping them build the company that they wanted to build. So, you know, they, they immersed themselves in this process and they came up with a three-year plan to grow the business to a $95 million a year company. Again, they were doing 32 million when we met them. Wow. Then they became very interdependent because the CEO knew, well, he knew how to run a $32 million a year company, but he had no idea to run close to a $100 million a year company. So he had to start surrounding himself with other successful CEOs and other people, our team as advisors and other things that would help him learn how to go from where he was to where he wanted to be. And we came in and started running this process with every department within his company. So we would sit down and we would create process maps from everything from how they answered the phones to how their sales team worked, to how their manufacturing team worked, to how their 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 engineers worked. We identified that, you know, that that four, four questions, you know, what happens first, anything before that, what happens next, anything before that, in every area of the business and getting them to identify those little points that they could refine and make better. So again, it was, the, it was another part of the framework applied in a different area. And everybody really did. They took ownership of, of what they learned, put it into play. And they ended up in 18 months, Diane, in 18 months, they went from 15 employees and $32 million in revenue to 63 employees and 124 million in revenue in 18 months.
2: Oh my God.
1: Yep. Now here's a little caveat to it. 60 million of that revenue had been laying there waiting for them for at least seven years. Oh. There, was, there was one of the company's clients who kept telling the owner he wanted him to take on a project but because they only had the 15 people and they were a, a smaller company, the owner kept saying no to the project. And that one project alone brought them $60 million when he finally decided that he he could grow and scale to where they needed to be. So they did 124, wow. million, 124 million in 18 months and they actually became one of the top 10 fastest growing companies, it was either Forbes or Inc Magazine, one of those. And then they made it to the top 2,000 companies in the U.S. for the following. They, they've been on the top 2,000 list for the past five years.
2: Wow. Yep. That's a great example.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I, and I give all the credit. Look, We, we coached them. We advise them. We, we helped them find the path. But ultimately, it take, comes down to, you know, my, my, my cocky answer that I gave Jerry really is a part, when it comes to the mechanics of how you apply it, they took the responsibility, they immersed themselves in the actions, they, they, they looked to the other people and said, how can we be better? So, you know, it, it really always the, the transformation always comes down to there is no magic wand, there is no magic pill. There's a formula, there's a recipe, and then you have to commit to following that recipe and and applying that formula. And if you do, you'll get amazing results.
2: Okay, and so that was gonna be uh, my next question, which is, do you find that when people are able to go through this process, that the results that they achieve are greater than what they were planning for or expecting?
1: It's a great question um i would say yes yeah because i think most people overestimate what they can do in a week or a month and underestimate what they can do in a year
2: yeah
1: and when when there's there's a beautiful tool that i talk about in, in the book and i do some presentations on it's called modeling ex- excellence And there are four keys to modeling the success of someone else. When you learn that formula within the anatomy of transformation, you really learn how to seek out a mentor, seek out somebody who who has gotten success in whatever area it is, again, in personal or professional. And you learn those four secrets, keys, whatever you want to call them, those four components that you need to uncover in talking with them and then apply those, you're, you're blown away by the results you can get. Because the whole idea of modeling somebody else's success is there's two ways that we learn things. One is through the school of trial and error, which we also call the school of? Hard knocks. Exactly. And I know plenty of people who have gotten their PhDs from the school of hard knocks. Okay? And the other way that we learn things is through the school of OPE, other people's experience. But we were taught as children that if you learn from other people's experience, they call it cheating, but in life and in business, it's called smart. Yeah. If, if, if somebody else has gone out and either beaten their head against the wall till they got success or they've gone out and they've sought mentors and they've sought other successful people and learn. If you seek them out, what took them 10 years to achieve, you can literally achieve in one because you don't have to make all the mistakes that, that you know they've already made them. They're telling you what what pitfalls to avoid, yeah. And and that is where I think in answer to your question, do people surpass what their expectation was? I think yeah. When they when they when they follow the formula, they face their fears, recognizing that you know that's just stories they've told themselves, and they learn how to master their focus and and you know change some of these limiting thoughts and beliefs they have they really are blown away by what they they can uh, achieve i'll I'll give you another quick example that's a great example of this um there's another another thing that uh that i'm involved in now we we actually launched a a leadership and coaching academy and we've got students who are going through who are learning how to become coaches consultants that type of thing and, and start and launch their businesses and one of the students from our first class that we had, after she went through it, she, she was a, a stay-at-home mother. She was homeschooling three children. She had a home-based business that, you know, was making minimal money. You know, I mean, they weren't living off of it. Thankfully, her husband had a good job and were and taking care of them. But she was working along with raising the children. She went through this program that we had. And her first year of launching her business, she ended up making $40,000 working 15 hours a week. Wow. Her second year, she made $60,000 still working 15 hours a week. And now she's in her third year and her goal was $100,000 still to work 15 hours a week. I just spoke with her about this past weekend, the weekend before. She is on track to make $214,000 now this year. And she's only working 20 hours a week. She had to put in five. Her expectation was that she would possibly, hopefully hit a hundred thousand. And because of things that she, again, she modeled the success of other people who are doing what she wants to do and said, okay, I'm going to apply this. She expanded by, by uh, creating three more streams of revenue in her business and those three streams of revenue have her on target for 214,000 when she set the goal for 100.
2: Wow. Yep. Yeah, thanks for that cuz that is exactly what I was thinking that that it, it it's sort of an exponential bounce. Oh yeah. When when you have that sort of focus.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and crazy. it's the, it's, wow. it's it's the little differences that make all the difference you know yeah. you, you you and i were t- talking a little bit before before the call you know we on on your your new book that's coming out and with with some of these people that again back to the first company back to to Brenda the girl I was just talking about there there's a process who did i originally learn this from i think it was it was either Keith Cunningham or Jay Abraham that these little incremental differences that you make so example you identify that you have a sales process and that sales process has 10 steps and if you improve each one of those steps by less than six percent so example you know you 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 improve the quality of your first conversation by three percent you improve uh you know your paperwork that you're doing and make it simpler for people to you know sign the dotted line type of thing by six percent you improve your qualifying conversations, you know, each one of these steps, you include, excuse me, improve by less than 6%. Do you have any idea of 10 steps? If you improve each one with less than 6% improvement, what the improvement is in regards to your revenues? I know I'm going to take a guess and say 60%,
2: but no, I have no idea. 103%. Wow.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you mentioned it's the exponential part. If you, and and there's, there's a diagram that I have that lays all this stuff out that, you know, when you look at, okay, if, if I improve the number of leads I get by X percent, and then I increase the, the ability of how I qualify those, your numbers keep going up and then you go, okay, I'm going to raise the price on my product by X percent. And you yeah. put all those pieces together, it can turn into 103% improvement to your bottom line.
2: Wow. Wow. Incremental. Yep. Which feels then so much more doable than massive overhaul. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: This wow. has been my my experience is the challenge is people people do not step back to look at the yeah. little little shifts that need to be made that end up making a tremendous difference. Ah,
2: I so agree with that. Okay, I got to take a quick sponsor break, and then I want to continue this conversation. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com and Gusto. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com/businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are "Breathe to Succeed" by Sandy Abrams and "Leading Loyalty" by Lena Renee. So visit audibletrial.com/businessgrowth. Explore the books that are of interest to you and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Everyone loves Payday, but loving a payroll provider? That's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you could add benefits and management tools to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern. You might fall in love yourself. Listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com accelerate. That's gusto.com accelerate. So Willard, are there any situations where the framework doesn't apply?
1: not in not in what i have experienced uh you know again i've been i've been on the path of personal development for 30 years i've been doing it as a profession for 22 now and um even though i was not teaching it as this framework when i look back at everything in my life that i've transformed when i look back at the clients that i've worked with and gotten success with this has been the process so whether it's been you know, uh, restoring passion to a marriage, whether it's been, uh, you know, helping somebody with their health, whether it's been finances, business, everything that somebody's brought to me, we've been able to look at how now they may already be at phase two or phase three with it. And, and, and sometimes I've done presentations where I'm speaking and the, and the beautiful part that people come to me and go, now I realize why I'm struggling so much. They're caught between going between phases. And I tell people the only thing that prevents you from going from one phase to the next is fear and limiting belief systems. And when they identify what phase they're in, then they recognize what the fear or the belief is that's preventing them from going forward. But there's no area that I've seen that this framework does not apply.
2: Okay, this is so interesting to me. So, So you can encounter someone or someone can... Say, like, they get the book and they start reading it, and then they can identify that maybe they're at phase three? Yeah. That's so interesting.
1: Well, the, the, the book is not, I guess as you explained, the book yeah. is not just the story of what the framework is. You're actually guided through doing exercises as you go through the book. That, you know, it's it, you're, you're challenged to write some of these things down and think about them. So it's, it's interactive.
2: Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, so you can start from wherever you are with Absolutely. transformation, right? So like if you're at phase three, you are really at phase three.
1: In that yeah. area of your life. Yeah. You know, so example, yeah. going, back to, going back to the company that, that made all the growth in the 18 months, you know, we had the, the, Overarching anatomy of transformation framework that we were looking at. But then simultaneously within the organization, each department was going through its own process and they were at different places in it depending on what they needed at that moment. So um, I tell people, even if you're applying it in your personal life, you know, you may be looking at, I, I, I do this uh, process, it's called the 90 day transformation challenge. And it, it's designed to get people to look at every area of their life and come up with what are the minimum daily commitments you're going to keep every day to make sure that you're paying attention to all of those areas of your life. And you, know, you may be on phase five in your health. You may be on phase three in your relationship. You may be on phase two in your finances. You may be on phase one in regard to your career. But, you know, it, when you understand the framework, then you're at least able to, to know, okay, here's where I am in these different areas and here's what I need to do next. Does that make sense?
2: It does very much. Okay. Very much. Now, I, I want to uh, revisit... Um, A company like the one where the example you gave where the the whole company had a transformation they had to go to, but so did each department because I find that fascinating. Right. So, because that feels like there are multiple transformations going on at the same time, all with the goal of transforming the entire organization.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Okay, so if someone's listening and they've got, Uh, a company, and it's got, I mean, obviously, well, not obviously, but let's say it's got four locations and five different departments. Um, Does it start with the organization looking at itself as a whole, and then each department looking at themselves within that framework, or what?
1: great question and uh the simple answer is yes and doing it is not simple um (laughs) yeah well because okay recognize that we we meaning the consultants that i work with my team we we use the disk profile a lot when we're working with companies um so if if your listeners aren't familiar with disk it breaks it down into four quadrants, both for a human being's personality, but also your business needs and quadrants. So D is the direction. You know, it's your strategy. It's the vision. It's those things that are going on in your business. I is your sales and marketing. S is your systems, your operations, your, your, your support, your HR. And C is your compliance. It's, your legal, it's your um, finance, it's you know, if you're in engineering, it's all the 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 finely detailed things, and the challenge a lot of times is the business may be may have been developed and grown because they have a phenomenal vision, they're very strong in the D, and they have phenomenal sales and marketing, but. Because they're strong in those two areas, they have automatically created blind spots for themselves in regards to the other two quadrants. So because they're great at sales, they're more than likely struggling in their compliance. Because they're great with their vision, they more than likely are struggling with having systems in place. So, <laughs> excuse me. yes, you start with the overall company first of what you're looking to transform, where those weaknesses are. But the challenge is you really need to be objective in doing this. And most of the time the company, company struggles in recognizing their own blind spots.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Then once you've identified the blind spots, once you've identified the blind spots, then it's about working in each area. I mean, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing that I've seen in, in, the way I know we do this, and I hope other people are willing to, but I, I'm not trying to make a sales pitch for, for what we do. We're, I'm blessed that for the past nine years specifically, I've been working with a team of consultants that when we come into a company, we sit down and we look at the company holistically. And we don't come in like we're the know-it-alls and we're going, okay, we're going to tell you, we're going to analyze your numbers, this, that, and the other. What we do is we pull the top – people together in the company, and we get them to input information into this software we use, and then it crunches those numbers and comes back and says, okay, based on what all of you have put in, here's the areas you're great at, here's the areas that you're having a little struggle, and here are the areas that there is a huge, huge potential problem. And then we get all those people into a room, and it's amazing when you start having them talk about it, because we don't come in with our judgment, we come in and go, okay, in this area, you rated yourself on a scale of, of, of zero to five, you rated yourselves a three, tell us why. And then you start having the sales department giving their perception, manufacturing giving their perception, accounting giving theirs, and all of a sudden, you're starting to recognize that there's a communication breakdown between all these different places, and that's one of the challenges with people self-assessing themselves. That's why the need for interdependence of looking to others outside of yourself who can guide you, who can, who can help you know, shine that spotlight on those spots that you need the improvements is so important. I mean, I, like I said, I think where the real work comes into play in the anatomy of transformation is in phase five, that interdependence of being willing to go out and learn and adjust and, and implement.
2: Yeah, I can see that. That makes perfect sense to me. Mm. Wow. This is so fascinating. Um, so if there, I know this is probably hard, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If there was <laughs> one thing, <laughs> I'm mostly late at this question. If there was one thing that you would want people to take away from this conversation, what do you think it would be?
1: Oh, wow. Um, one thing I would want them to take away. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the biggest thing is really about taking responsibility. If you don't like something that's going on in your life, stop blaming other people, stop blaming the economy, stop blaming the government, stop blaming your parents, stop blaming whatever happened and take responsibility in the sense of going, you know what? Yes. Uh, the economy shifted and because I didn't adjust my marketing or I didn't adjust my message or I didn't recognize and pay attention, I lost a lot of money. I made the decisions. I took the actions or inactions and that's why I am where I am. And when you take the responsibility of the things that that you don't like that are going on, there's nobody else to blame, and now you can empower yourself to find a solution. And the other side of that, again, I mentioned earlier, is also take responsibility for the wins. You know, I, this 90-day transformation challenge I talked about, there's a consequence and a reward that is part of this challenge. If you don't keep your commitments, there's a consequence to pay. If you hit your commitments, there's a reward that you give yourself. And it has never, I've been doing this challenge for four years now and it never fails that when it comes time to debrief with everybody and go, okay, did you pay your consequences? All hands go up for your consequences. Okay. Did you give yourself the reward? Less than 5% raise their hands. Wow. We don't celebrate the wins. We don't give ourselves credit You know, I mean, we make it through these major obstacles in life. We overcome these things that when we're in the middle of it, I don't know about you, Diane, but I'm presuming that there have been things in your life that at some point you were sitting there going, I don't know how I'm going to make it through today. I don't know how I'm going to survive this. I don't know how I'm going to overcome this. And you did. And once you're past it, it's like, eh, that wasn't so bad. (laughs) We don't. We don't take responsibility of saying, you know what, I did what I had to do. I I focused, I I made the choices, I took the actions. Even if you had tremendous people around you supporting you and cheering you on, none of that would matter if you didn't make the decisions and take the actions yourself because nobody was going to pick you up and carry you across the finish line. So when I think that the key thing to take away from this is whether there's something in your life that you don't like something in your business, you don't like, or something that you like, but it could be even better. Start off by taking responsibility for how it got to where it is. And then you'll be empowered to take it to where you want it to go.
2: I think that's tremendous. Thank you. I I could not agree more. Uh, You know, yeah, that for me is the first step toward change because yeah. then you're open to it right because, because yep. now yeah yeah so great wow i i always appreciate having conversations with you willard this is uh, so great and, and uh, really.
1: i appreciate it, I, appreciate it. I, well, I love our conversations
2: me too me too will you let the listeners know how they can find you please
1: sure absolutely um so my website is www.willardbarth.com. I'll spell it because it may sound a little weird, and people are always calling me William, so that that confuses it. It's uh, W I L L A R D, as in David. B is in boy. A R T H. So willardbarth.com. Uh, you can find me on all social media. Um, under the same. The only one that's different is Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter that much other than putting out uh, memes, but LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, just search Willie Barth and you'll find me.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you. listeners. Thank you for, for tuning in. Uh, th- this, you know, go get the book. And you all know, I don't always say that. I say <sighs> it when I mean it. Uh, and I mean it this time. This is really a terrific, Concept to read and think about and reach out to Willard and embrace, and because it can absolutely, as he has said, transform your business, transform your life. It, it's just a remarkable uh, concept and, and mindset. So, do yourself a favor and uh, get more educated on it. And I'd like to thank our sponsors, Audible.com and Gusto. To get your free trial of Audible.com and a free audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to sign up. For payroll processing you'll love, sign up for a demo of Gusto today at gusto.com accelerate. Listeners get three free months when they run their first payroll. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.